ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the live broadcast. My name is Ryan Treasure. We're coming to you live from the 2016 New Living Expo in San Mateo, California. I want to welcome everybody to the live broadcast today. We've been walking the floor for the last couple of days, and it's been uh, quite a, a nice amount of people filling the areas, a lot of really cool booths, uh, uh, really good energy. They got book sales and speakers and expo booths and uh, a lot of great stuff. So if you're in the San Mateo area, come on down to the San Mateo Event Center and come check out the 2016 New Living Expo. So let's get right to the chase. I have a nice uh, group of nice fine gentlemen here with me this morning that's going to kick off the live broadcast. We have our CEO and president of VoiceAmerica.com, Mr. Jeff Spinar. Jeff, I, welcome. Thank you very much, but don't ever call me a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we also have Mr. Mike Hayes from Keys to Success in Action.com joining us. Mike, thanks for jumping in. What a show. It's a blast. Great to be here. Great energy, right? Right. It very much is. But like I said, walking the floor, everything feels really good. And speaking of walking the floor, I was walking the floor yesterday and uh, ran across a gentleman who I used to work with uh, quite a few years ago at Voice America, Mr. Scout Bartlett. Scout, welcome to the show. Hey, Ryan. Good to see you. Let me set nice a little backstory. Yeah, go you know, uh-huh. um, Scout used to work uh, with the Z-Gang Shaw radio show and is now doing something over here at KEST 1450 AM out of San Francisco. You can check out his radio show, Life Insights Live, and also go to his website, ifidknownthen.com. And, uh, you know, just so you guys know, Scout and I used to work every week together on the Z-Gang Shaw show. Uh, it was really cool to run into him. He was one of my favorite hosts and uh, producers to work with. So really good to have you on the show today, Scout. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, it's always a surprise when you know somebody so well by voice, but you have no idea what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> We'd only met face-to-face once, but we talked every week. Like, I think people were starting to talk about us. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I wish I knew a little more in depth. I'm, I'm talking to Scout like, you know, he doesn't really know Voice America all that well. Apparently, he knows us much better than I thought. See? <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, snuck me in without yeah, telling you. Right, exactly. That was the deal. Yeah, he yeah. knows us really well. That's I mean, the problem with being the owner. Nobody yeah, tells you anything. Exactly, right. <laughs> Left in the dark. That's all right, though. I'm getting my chakras aligned today, so yeah, it's be good. Actually, we'll do, come back over to the booth a little later. We'll show you what we do in terms of alignment of chakras. Beautiful. Love yeah, it. and that actually sets the tone for today. You know, we were looking at some of the speakers that are coming out today. Marianne Williamson, Greg Braden, Amy Goodman. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Uh, Eben Alexander, Scott Walter, Dr. Stephen Greer, John Gray, who was here yesterday, uh, Deborah King, and Catherine Woodward Thomas um, at the event. So a lot of really good speakers that they lined up for this particular event. And I know Ken, as we were talking to uh, him, he's the gentleman who put the uh, the event together. Uh, he was telling us about how uh, uh, studded the uh, lineup for speakers was at this event compared to the one last year. And looking at this uh, this magazine with all that, it looks like really he's done a great job of putting well, stuff together. Well, this is the, what, 12th or 15th? 15th. 15th annual. annual. 15th annual. And it's interesting because there's the featured speakers that you just talked about. But in addition to that, there's like a hundred, almost a hundred other lectures that go on that are shorter lectures and shorter experiences with people uh, introducing folks to a huge variety of everything from health and wellness to new age thinking to brand new products Mm -hmm. all about living in your body and living better. Oh, there's so much that happens in this industry with, you know, uh, aura readings and spiritual uh, conversations and uh, energy. I mean, there's so much that, that is part of this industry that uh, it's really an amazing experience that I think you know, some people that really, you know, have an op- you know, be open-minded about, you know, when you're coming into this and really get into, you know, what's being offered at this type of uh, expo. This is sort of a buffet. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. One of the things that I love about it, uh, with my background in sports, 
is I love the metaphor of how even elite athletes have coaches, mm-hmm. right? They can take you to the next level, get yeah. you out of a rut, whatever. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I've been all about spreading the word about coaching and the everyday solutions to our everyday problems that they can bring that are unique. So this is just a great show to, you know, come to if you got a problem, you're looking for an out-of-the-box solution, you haven't found one before, suddenly you come here and bingo, bongo, somebody's got something you never even thought about. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, your sports analysis is really cool and it works I think on two levels you know not just from a coaching or metaphysical level but also you know when you when you look at some of the booths and these guys are using uh, you know different than traditional medicine to help heal the body in some different ways too I think that's another you know caveat on the sports side just kind of you know being able to leverage some different kind of methodologies in that respect to help heal your body that doesn't necessarily end in you know uh, uh, shots and Vicodin right. and how pills is, how and is that word metaphysical is that a, a bad word to no say? no not at all okay, Metaph- all right. metaphysical physical beyond physical is exactly what we're talking okay, about right. and I have to say the professional athletes I've worked with I've been sort of a shock to them uh, I was <laughs> yeah, I was the unofficial official NFL psychic for Super Bowl 50 because they were here in San yeah. Francisco mm-hmm. so they had me up on NFL.com with a couple of their athletes and I, I sort of messed their heads because <laughs> they, they, they came in literally they staged the show without telling them who they were going to meet and without telling me who I was going to meet so that it was clean um, and then I did uh, intuitive work with them and pulled out information about them that I had no way to know. And uh, they walked in going, I don't know. And they walked out going, holy cow. <laughs> that's awesome. And so that's a whole place of, uh, I mean, I, sometimes people will say something to me, well, well what a, you probably don't like skeptics. And I don't like closed-minded people, but I love skeptics. Yep. Somebody that will come mm-hmm. in not sure not sold or unsold, simply skeptical, and be willing to take in whatever information. What people often don't understand, they think that everybody has to take everything on faith, but really, uh, anybody who's been involved has seen real results oh, yeah. that could not yep. have been gotten any other way. And that's what really makes you a true believer. When it works for you, it works. And if it's true for you, it works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually have a story about something very similar to that. When I was uh, when I was first working at Voice America, you know, back in the later two thousands, uh, we you had what twelve then? <laughs> 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 I might I might have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan's a young looking twenty five year old. There we go. <laughs> oh, thanks. Twenty five. Love it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> We were, uh, we were just launching the Seventh Wave channel, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the Seventh Wave channel is a channel that kind of has some very synergistic components with uh, this event. And I got the opportunity to go out to uh, California to meet with Ask Theo, one of the radio shows that we have. And she has some stuff on Gaim TV and is a, is a pretty well-known person in that field. And I was really, really skeptical myself of, you know, this, this whole type of uh, platform that is available uh, in these types of events and with that uh, mantra of... You know, kind of being not sure if some of the things that they talk about with channeling other people and archangels mm-hmm, right. and, you know, psychics and all that was really even something that was a viable uh, methodology for me. I had there never experienced it, right? And so Jeff and the, the team, they fly me to California. I go to their house and we're setting up their studio, uh, you know, a few microphones, things like that. And, uh, you know, they had a really nice house, didn't want me to stay in a hotel. So I'm sleeping in one of the spare bedrooms. I get up in the morning and I hear, you know, coffee is brewing and there's breakfast being made. It's like 530 in the morning and I walk into the kitchen and there is uh, there's Theo, right? And I'm like, hey, good morning. How are you doing? And she immediately sets a cup of coffee in front of me with some French vanilla creamer, eggs, and bacon and said, here, this is the stuff. This is how you like it. (laughs) 
And the, nope. the weird, and she was right on. And the weird, and she was very right on. Right. The weird thing about it is, this is the first time that I had met this individual yeah. in person, other than yeah. running some of their live radio shows. Yep. And then getting into a discussion where she starts to ask me how I slept and did I dream about my father who had passed away that I had never talked to her about mm-hmm. or, or anything like that really grabbed a hold of my my being inside, yeah. and I went, "Wow!" Yeah. In order for somebody to know that, there has to be some other you know things at play here, and it really changed my mind and made yeah. me yeah. You know, not so skeptical. It of definitely that. opens up your mind. Yeah. I've had very similar experiences. <laughs> Suddenly, you're not in Phoenix anymore, Toto. <laughs> you know what I always thought, guys, was here we are in radio, right? If you told somebody about radio, oh, no, that couldn't exist. You know, that your voice going through the air. Right. And yet, right. Yeah, we work in this industry all our, t- our lives, electromagnetic energy. We're electromagnetic mm-hmm. beings, of course. Uh, yep. We broadcast thoughts and, you know. Yeah, that's a really yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah and I uh, experienced that back in 99 when we first launched Voice America as far <laughs> as a digital broadcast. It was, uh, you know, basically unheard of. It was yes. music music online, but, you know, as far as talk online, there was nothing going on. So when building the, trying to build the network from the ground floor up, it's that old story of, you know, started in, uh, you know, the garage type uh, story. Right. Yeah, it was just like that, but I, it I, took three years to really get anything going. Once we did, you know, things started taking play, taking shape. It was, it was up and up and onward from that point. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's, Jeff, it's, is that when you started? Ninety nine is when you started 99. Voice America. Yes. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, I was in. Uh, I ran two fifty thousand watt traditional stations, terrestrial, uh, for seven years. Uh huh. So I've been in media and, for about twenty two. Lived now. to tell the tale. Yeah, I know it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, there was that one point when I was making the transition that, you know, you got to sit back and it's sweat equity at that point. So going from a nice uh, uh, salaried position to $16,000 my first year in the the business, that's that's sweat equity, all right. So are we up on seventh wave now? Um, no, we actually created a new destination on voiceamerica.com specifically for events. Oh, fabulous. So that way there was no interruption of our live linear schedule. And uh-huh. uh, we have a live events page, voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Uh, anybody out there listening in social media land, uh, anything you post about it, you hashtag voiceamericalive, uh, and that'll hit the feed on social media as well. Oh, but, cool. uh, you know, it was really cool because Jeff and I went to the NAB uh, about a week and a Last half week. ago. Uh, which, we were right Which is the big trade show. Yes, and it was yeah. awesome. They, for those that don't know it, by yeah, right. Yes. National, right. National if you're not on a first initials basis. Exactly. <laughs> the National Association of Broadcasters. I also like to call it NAB, the home of other acronyms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> no doubt. True, true. It's almost like being in the military when you talk to some of those traditional oh, media yeah. guys from CBS, and they're like the SVOD, VOD, and the PPV. And Get the yeah. code book. <laughs> we'll exactly. figure this all right, out. Right. <laughs> yeah, Speaking uh, asteroid. of broadcasting, you guys, uh, everybody out there, also go take a look on Amazon or go to jeffspinard.com. Uh, Jeff has a new book that he just launched a couple of week, uh, weeks ago, Finding Your Frequency, How to Broadcast Yourself and Your Message. And inside the book, I've read the book. I've read both versions of Ooh, the book. You have to. He's the boss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of good Special information. Privileges. And, uh, you know, Jeff, one of the things I want to talk about, I think that kind of molds well with this event is, you know, one of the things you say in the in the preface of your book is just go out and go do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that really is kind of... Uh, 
kind of some of the synergistic pieces here at the event. A lot of the booths here are all about, you know, making positive change and moving, but you can't make positive change without making change or actually taking action. Mm -hmm. uh, so it works that way in, uh, in, in, in real life with uh, broadcasting and, of course, uh, with all the different ways of healing that are available here. And, you know, yeah. you just have to take a leap right. of faith and take a step and move forward and uh, do the first, something. The first step of doing anything is defining your message. Who are you? Well, you know, what, what's it all about? What are you all about? And, right. you know, that's where it starts. And, you know, then, you know, as far as the book goes and teaching people how to prepare for broadcast or whatever it is, if it's a Google Hangout, if it's a podcast, whatever you want to do, it's, it's to teach you kind of how to put things together and get your message in perspective. So, Scout, I know you've been doing radio for quite a long time. Can you speak to some of the powerful things that have happened maybe for you as it relates to uh, this particular niche and how radio has helped you to spread your message and um, some of those different areas? We'd like sure. to kind of hear some of that. Yeah, it's been interesting. I, um, we haven't talked a lot about my history. I actually right. have a, an engineering degree. I've yep. got a double E degree from Washington University, St. Louis, double E with computer science focus. I was born and raised to be an engineer and I have strayed. I'm recovering slowly. But um, I first bumped into, oddly enough, I first bumped into doing anything on radio. I was uh, doing a consulting gig in Dallas and ended up being an intermittent presence on one of the rock and roll stations there and sort of got the radio bug. I was not speaking my message at that point. I was actually doing humor on their show. Uh, but came back to California and shortly after that bumped into a couple of shows that wanted to do an interview. So I started out with an engineering degree and then along the way I met my, my very first metaphysical teacher, a woman named Betty Bethards, that anybody that's read or looked around Betty is a very well-known name, and studied with Betty for a number of years and she taught me meditation and from that I began to watch how I was expanding my intuitive access to my world so that when I first got invited onto radio, the fact that I could focus enough to bring across a message, exactly like Jeff was talking, uh, that I could focus enough to bring across a message brought me along to be interviewed. So I think my first radio shows were probably before you were born, perhaps. <laughs> but but like, like we're talking 27, 28 years ago. And in fact, the Life Insights Live show has been a steady presence. It's I appreciate that. Been, I, yes, yeah. I'm 28, yeah. Yeah, there we go. It's, it's, <laughs> it's recently been, Life Insights Live has recently been recognized as one of the longest running personal growth radio programs in the nation Excellent. out on regular real broadcast. Yep. What I've watched happen is, is even if I'm on a show like this, um, I'll have people come up to me that I have never met and they'll tell me a story of five years ago, six years ago, something that I happened to do or someone that I interviewed and spoke to, or most often it's something that I happened to say or something that I happened to do uh, that, that they have lived with for six years and it's become a foundational piece in their world without me ever having met them. And, and I'll meet hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people over the course of a year where they'll talk about this, that, or the other. I, um, I was married once so far and uh, my wife passed away yeah. about 17 years ago. but. I did a lot of being authentic in what I was and who I was during that period right after she'd passed away. And I've had numerous people that still remember those programs and that that had helped them with a grieving circumstance that they right. either that they were in at the time or a grieving circumstance they met later. So the availability to bring a message across, to stay true to it with authenticity, and have people be able to get a bit of it here, a bit of it here, a bit of it here, and watch it build. I mean, on one hand, it's built the number of people that study with me, but more than that, I do a whole lot of it uh, just to get message out. Yeah. And, it, and it's built the number of people that have heard what I've seen that's worked, what I've found that's worked, whether it was my work, whether it was somebody else's work that I'd, I'd experienced, so that they could have an access to it. And the, the oddest part 
and this is not just for the listeners, but if you were thinking of doing broadcasting your message, um, by the way, Spinard, S-P-E-N-A-R-D, those of you that are frantically searching Amazon. Thank you, Scout. But um, the oddest part about it is that, that I work in an alternative world. I mean, I was raised to be an engineer, but I am a practicing healer and a practicing teacher, and, in, and I, I do intuitive solutions. That's my work. Uh, and that's been my work since I left having paychecks a long time ago. But the oddest part about it is I can be doing that work for 15 years, and that's one level, but when people find out that I speak to hundreds, thousands, and millions of people at a time on the air, whether it's the internet stuff that I've done, whether it's the broadcast radio I do, uh, all of a sudden that's like, oh, he's real. Right, that, as right. if that's what made me real. With that voice, you had to fall into radio. I mean, that, you got the, <laughs> you had a voice made for radio. You were born. I for got radio. a face made for radio I too. Know. Unfortunately, the intuitive. I mean, is is that something that's just been with you since? When did you realize the intuitive part of your life? Uh, I am what's called clairsentient. So let me do a little brief okay. languaging here. The 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 word that we're most used to hearing is clairvoyant. Because it's in television and movies, and television and movies are visual, so they talk about the visual aspect. Although people get confused into thinking clairvoyant means futures. Clairvoyant is just clair is in clear, voyant is in visual. Mm -hmm. That's just how that individual picks up their primary input intuitively is visual imagery. Precognitive is futures. Clairvoyant is not. So you could be clairvoyantly precognitive, but anyway, I digress. So there's clairvoyant, there's clairaudient, which has to do more with radio, but it's not like just like in the movies where it's like, don't get on. It's not always a voice. Right. It's it's auditory signals. I've I've known primarily clairaudient people, and when they listen to people speak, for example, they don't just hear the actual vocal tones. They hear other tones that go with it that tell them true, not true. They believe it. They don't believe it. They're they're real. Uh, I'm primarily clairsentient, and there's, there's probably fancy words for clairsmellient and clairtastient, um, but clairsentient being that I sense stuff. So as a kid, A, I didn't know I was doing anything that everybody else wasn't sure. doing, but stick me in a room full of frantic children, and I could be a very well-behaved kid, but sit me next to the kid that was ADD, and suddenly I am, oh, look, shiny thing. Right. Distracted right, right. as heck. Yep. So I got bounced around a lot by the people around me until I started bumping into the studies. but. My first actual psychic experiences were high school. A uh, couple things showed up, and the one that I remember most was, and I'll skip the story, but an event happened, and I knew it happened before I ran into any of the people that were involved in it. Uh, a friend of mine's fiance had died, and I knew about it before I saw them or before anybody told me. And I had written a note, because she and I were working a summer job in the same place. I'd just written a note with my phone number, because we'd met and we chatted. We had exchanged numbers. You know, and, and, and I did that before I went to work thinking, yeah, yeah, right, sure, Scout, yeah. But I went to work with that note, and she actually came into work that day looking like hell. Can I say that word? Sure. Looking sure. awful. <laughs> she came in looking awful. And, uh, and I thought, wow, I am right. And I gave her the note, and that evening we spoke, and I found out it was, you know, that I was completely right. He'd passed away in the, evening, in the nighttime before. But the part that I remembered most was in the back of my mind, that little subconscious voice said, there. Now, there's no other way I could have known that one, right. which told right. me that I had been doing it, picking up stuff all along, but that I'd been busily explaining it to myself mm-hmm. other ways. While I was in university in uh, St. Louis, somebody in the psych department needed, needed to do a, an experiment so they could get some stats so they could prove they knew how to do that. Uh, and they did an experiment about their stated notion was to 
do an experiment to see if intuition really existed and if it was really real. Uh, their experiment was sort of weird because <laughs> I was an engineer, so I was paying attention to their methods. But, um, but I got it scientifically double-blind validated that absolutely I had an intuitive experience that, again, there was no other way I could have known this because it was completely done double-blind. Sure. Nobody I was in access to had any of the information that I came up with in their mind or any other place. <laughs> And so um, I got it validated there, but it wasn't until I came to California and met, I mentioned before, Betty Bethards and began to study her meditation practices when I really began to understand that this was something that, that was happening to me that was not happening to everybody. Right. That's an odd analogy in the back of my head. Uh, sorry for the analogy, but it's four of us guys together, right? Sure, and and sure. nobody else listening. Um, I would say it's a lot like a lot of times I've had clients who were very, very visually beautiful women. And they truly had always been beautiful from right. childhood. And they had no idea that their world rotated differently than some of the rest of our worlds rotate. You know, that if they wanted an appointment to go someplace, they got one. They and got one right. I want an appointment, I have to work my way in perhaps. Um, but, but it had been so normal to them that they don't know that a part of them was affecting it. That intuitive part of me was so normal that I just assumed everybody was as afflicted as I was, because this bounced me all over the place, I assumed everybody was af as afflicted as I was and that the only explanation was is that they were just all stronger than me and dealing with it better. It was sort of a stunning thing to find out that no, I just had this whole other level of input that most of the world doesn't have to deal with. Hmm, that's very interesting. <laughs> totally, yeah. Yeah, well it's kind of cool to hear that story and how all of that worked and kind of brought you to, uh, I don't want to use the word enlightenment, but I guess it kind of was. Once once you went through that, I mean, you were more enlightened as a person because you were able to kind of deal with, you know, some of those emotions and feelings that you weren't, you know, sure. Yeah, I was able to sort them out. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right. Enlightenment's a good word. Can I ask you a question, Scott? Absolutely. Uh, about sorting them out, because I learned early on, well, I became almost a psychic dyslexic that <laughs> I, I would have very powerful feelings, but whatever they were, they were the opposite. And if I was sure something was going to happen, it wouldn't. And, did it. and I learned how to interpret it, and, and I learned how to kind of go, okay, so th this is really what's going to happen because I think this, so therefore <laughs> I know that's going to. So once I learned how to interpret it, it became cool. And one final thing, I was actually tested at uh, Columbia University in New York. Ah. I put two half ping pong balls over my eyes, pumped white noise into my ears, and had a, a messenger. That almost sounds like its own test of, can you do this and not freak out? <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Inside a soundproof box. Oh, and how fun. he was sending me a message, and I was supposed to see if I could get it. And the message I got was... Let me think, which one was which? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, my vision was an acrobat, no, a trapeze artist in a circus, looking up, holding his arms out like this on a trapeze, okay? You know what they That's were sending wild. me? Superman flying through the yeah. air. Yeah. The, the experiment I did at, at, at Washington U, um, they were also sending us a picture, and I was able to sketch the picture. But when I saw it, it was all color negative. It was reversed colors in that particular picture, but I was able to actually sketch the picture for them uh, and then identify it from a photo lineup, as it were. So it's what funny about, about my the backwards yeah, yeah, I'm coming back yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very funny. For a long time, when people were pregnant and they would ask me if I knew the gender of their kid, um, I had about a six-year run where I was absolutely 100% wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
but 100% is still 100%. <laughs> yeah. But when, when the, the challenge is, is because you described it as I would feel, and I get this strong feeling, so you're also clairsentient-based. Um, the challenge is, is identifying what's the feeling and what's my mental association. So I spent years clearing out my own mental associations to be able to work with clients to make sure that I was working from, from what I was picking up and not from my own mental leap of faith. Um, so it's sorting out the mental associations. And in your case, big strong feeling, you would be shown sort of disastrous kind of ideas of what that big strong feeling would mean. If I'm having a big feeling, there must be disaster coming, which you know probably reflects some interesting volatility in your childhood. Not to get overly personal, Irish, but yeah, uh, yeah. so it's well, say no more. You know, <laughs> any kid that right. went to public school had some <laughs> level of volatility in their childhood. Right, right, right. But but it would say if I'm getting a big feeling, then there's something pending, and your mind would look for the 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 vo- the vo- volatile thing true, that could be pending, true. and that would be what would throwing you off is the size of the feeling. So it's a funny thing. We in one of our classes that we teach, at the very beginning of the class, it's a ten week one one night a week class, and at the beginning of class, because we're going to be clearing out stuff that's been in people's way so that they're perceiving more openly Uh, and the first thing we do is make them all agree to not make any major decisions until after the sixth class not because the sixth class is magic but because in the first four classes we're clearing out so much of what has been padding keeping them from the world insulating them from their world that all of a sudden they would be feeling a feeling that it used to be that must be a huge event and you know, so suddenly they're they're feeling the stuff at work, and and we don't want them to go in and tell the boss where to put it because it hasn't actually gotten worse. It's just that they're more aware of it, and then once they're adjusted to that, then their whole world shifts because they navigate completely differently with what's going on in and around mm-hmm. the people around them. That makes sense. Makes great sense. Thank, yeah, thank you. you. You're, yeah. you're welcome, Mike. Absolutely. Yeah, well, again, guys, we're here with uh, Scout Bartlett. You can go check out his website, ifidknownthen.com. Oh, we also have... There's, oh, a secret, there's a secret shortcut to that website. Huh. Since my name is Scout, like Pathfinder, you can go to notscott.com, ah, and that'll take you right into you the go. website. <laughs> notscott.com. Yeah, that's easier. <laughs> you know, when you bring that up, I remember the first time that I met you and I called you Scott. Cause Everybody it, does. It was all over, you know, uh, the telephone back in those days. We weren't using Skype for the broadcast. And so, uh, you know, trying to connect. And I'm like, Scott? Okay, Scott. He's like, no, Scout. <laughs> and I, I remember did the same he, thing when I went over to the booth. The first thing I saw was Scott. And yep. then, no, that's Scout. Yep. <laughs> nice catch. Good yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah, that's my history. And then Mike re- mentioned Mike as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike Hayes, you can go check out his website, keystosuccessinaction.com. Uh, and, you know, want to thank you guys for being on this first segment of the show today. Uh, they're kicking Again, us off already. Oh, we're, we're, gonna, we're just we're, starting to have fun. We're going to we come back. Entertaining. Yeah, we're going to come back with some more. We're here all day. we got to get so, crazy, you know. Scott. we got to get crazy. All right, Scott, so we'll give you an hour uh, a little bit today. Oh, there we go. Yeah, th- what we'll do is we'll grab the wireless microphone and we'll roam and we'll do uh, uh, interviews right from the uh, booths around here. That way we can, you know, really find out what's going on. Uh, wait a minute, I forgot the wireless mic. Scott, we're going to just have to sit here and broadcast that's right, all day. That's right, that's right. I was, I was going to just ask your permission to tag out. Uh, absolutely. I want to remind everybody, ready? This is, this is fun. I want to remind everybody, we're at the New Living Expo in the San Mateo Expo Center in the San Francisco Bay Area. The New Living Expo is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with multiple speakers and over 150 different talks, speeches, and presentations, and hundreds of booths where you could explore all of this information. We're here all day, or as they say in the other show, I'm here all day. Don't forget to tip your waiter. What a smooth voice. What a smooth voice. (laughs) Sounds good. Stay tuned, everybody. 2016 New Living Expo.